Woohoo! Welcome back, besties, to the second episode of the Life We Deserve podcast. I am just beyond excited to be recording these episodes and talking directly to you. I've missed being behind the microphone. I've always loved listening to podcasts and doing interviews. I'm very excited that we're going to have a couple of great interviews coming up in the next few weeks. On this episode, I wanted to talk about the main reason I started coaching in the first place and why my first course is designed for women. I started coaching, studying, getting my certifications because number one, I love to give advice and people often ask me for advice, but really because when I'm giving advice, coaching, helping others, I want them to be able to fast forward through things that took me years to learn. That is my number one goal with this business, the life we deserve. And I am so happy to do that because every time I look back on everything that it took me so long to learn, I wished I could have fast forwarded through all of it. Now there'd be no life life lessons there, but that's how I feel. So starting with the difference between men and women, why a lot of uh, men have written me recently as I'm promoting this course that we're doing, uh, Investy Besties, uh, Capable and Confident Wealthy Women Investors. Remy, why are you only teaching women? I'm only teaching women this particular course because there's a problem that I see and have lived with and that all women live with that I don't want to be a victim to anymore. I don't want to live from a place of less than, but the facts are the facts. So to get started, I want to talk about a quote from one of my favorite books, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. I highly, highly recommend that book. It's just a great money mindset foundation. And what she shares when she's talking about women and money is some really basic data. She says, and this is a direct quote, the data is daunting. Women are afraid to ask for the money they deserve and need and are less likely to get. Afraid to make more than their partners. Afraid that having a career means not meeting their family's needs. Screw the thigh gap. Let's talk about some other gaps. White women make 79 cents compared to a dollar made by white men. And black women make 62 cents. 62 cents, y'all. Women also pay more for their debt than men, are less likely to invest than men, and are therefore 80% more likely to be impoverished in retirement. When it comes to business, women entrepreneurs raise less money than men. Only 2% of women-owned businesses ever hit the seven-figure mark. All of this despite the fact that research shows women are better investors and better leaders than men. I share that quote because it upsets me. I hope that it upsets you. I don't want to have a victim mentality because to be a victim is to be powerless. We are not victims, but we are subject to the circumstances of the history of the patriarchy. Let's be real. So I see this turn up all the time in investing. I see women tell me things like, I can't invest because... I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. You know, we come up with all kinds of things. And in general, men do not have the same setbacks as women. I'm not saying they have none because I've met plenty of men with plenty of money blocks. But women tend to doubt ourselves, overcomplicate, and hesitate more than men. So I want to go over some of the money blocks that women have that I see all the time that I want to help put a stop to. I want to help get past, get over. So the first one is really easy. Women come to me and say, help, I don't know anything about real estate. Well, I do, 
right? 15 plus years in the industry. I'm going to share everything I know in my course and a lot of it here in the podcast and, and in my content online so that it's less scary. I think that's the biggest thing. When we start talking, even with first-time home buyers, we start talking about the things they don't know. That's what scares people. How much money they need for a down payment, how to fix their credit. The other one is I have no money to get started. Well, it's a chicken or the egg, kids. It's how do you make money if you change nothing? If you are living a certain way, you make a certain amount, you spend a certain amount, the amount of free money, extra money that you possess is never going to change. So if you want to have more money, which leads to a better lifestyle, more freedom and more options, then you have to make the decision that something has to change. So before we even go through, let's just talk about some of the effed up money blocks that I see women have that stop us from making the wealth we deserve. Number one, women aren't good with money. We've been told this, it's in our media, it's in the movies, it's in the TV shows that we watch. It's just kind of a general fear of math, a general fear of managing money. I think it's something that's greatly improved in the current generation. But uh, you know, let's remember, what is it, 19, and I could be getting this wrong, 1974? when women were allowed to have credit cards for the first time. So I think that the younger generation doesn't necessarily realize that we have not been able legally to handle our own money for generations and generations. And that's why this uh, stereotype is in our culture, that women aren't good with money. Let me ask you, and I'm pretty sure I know your answer. Is it true? No, it's not true. Women are fine with money. You know, I know plenty, plenty, plenty of absolutely savvy women investors and, and women businessmen and women entrepreneurs that are just kicking ass. So that's a bullshit belief. Another one is what if I out earn my partner? This is a big one because when a woman makes more money than her partner, especially when that partner is a man, there are some gender biases that come into play. There's some potential for feeling emasculated. Um, and that's something that you know, in our group, I hope we can have an open discussion about and talk about what that feels like and what that looks like and how to make it okay in your relationship. And, you know, whether you're with a man or not, there anytime there's an income discrepancy between you and your partner, it can cause a sticky situation. It's not a reason, though, to not be, build wealth. It's not a reason. Another one is why would anyone trust me to make good decisions? This is This is a big one for me. Because I tend, especially earlier in my career, tend to think a lot that everyone else knows better. They know more than me. Like, I don't have this kind of innate trust, or I didn't, in my own choices. And there is some reality to that. I think if you just blindly trust that your choices are correct, that it can be cocky and it can even be dumb, you know, you should... Take careful consideration when you're making decisions, but you should also trust your gut. I think that uh, intuitiveness is a superpower that most women have. And that if we just take a moment and take a deep breath and check in with our body, that guides us to the right decision most of the time. Uh, many, many girls tell me, I hate math. I don't want to do the math or I don't want to learn all the details of real estate. Well, tough shit, ladies, tough shit, because... <laughs> How are you going to make money if you can't add it up? Let's start there. You know what my favorite kind of math is? Calculating how much money I make. Ask my daughter 
or my husband, I will sit there and calculate my commission on any given deal anytime I'm feeling sad, right? Like, hey, I'm about to sell this house for $500,000. I'm going to make two and a half percent. What is that? Okay, you know, 5,000 times three. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay, I'm going to make 18,500. Like, I like to sit and do that math. Why? Because it makes me feel good because it's about my money. And I know that that money pays for everything that I want and have in my life and everything that we want to do in our lives. And I feel good about it. So let me just challenge that if you think you hate math, wait until the math that you're doing is calculating your potential profit. Wait until the math that you're doing is going, hmm, I've only worked on finding and setting up this deal for the last two months, and I am going to make more than I made in the last six months at my job. When that's the kind of math you're doing, you're going to love it. Trust me. Another one I hear people come up with about why they can't be a real estate investor is that they don't know anything about construction. Now, I was in this boat deeply. It's not that I don't know anything about construction because I do know I've helped clients do remodeling projects. My fiance, Mike, he's in the trades. So I know a lot about drywall, way more than I ever wanted to know. And, uh, you know, I know some basic things, but I don't know how to vet a contractor, how to pay a contractor. Those are the two pieces that I just felt unsure of. It, you know, that feeling that women get as girls, we walk onto a car dealership and we're auto mechanic and we just kind of are on guard because we know we're at risk of being taken advantage of. That's kind of how I felt about working with contractors. So um, one of the courses that I took in study and prep for my investing career taught me great ways to vet contractors and also exactly how to pay them so that you do not get screwed. So that is something that is included in our course and you do not have to go through that alone. One of the biggest reasons that I didn't just make a curriculum, but also a community with this Facebook group is I wanted women to have a place to talk to other women about what we're working on. So this is an open source community where we can share where we're up to. We can post questions and myself and others will contribute answers and help so that we never have to feel all by ourselves facing any of these problems. Another um, concern I hear is about wasting money on something that we don't finish. So I don't know about you ladies, but I have bought dozens of courses, programs, webinars, books, systems, but I didn't finish. I think if I'm going back in time, the first one I ever did was, I remember I love to read, right? And this was in the 90s. This was when I was in high school. And I love to read. So I saw this ad. I want to say it was in a magazine, probably like in Seventeen Magazine or Cosmo or something. And it said, make money reading books. And back then there was no internet. There was no website. So you like mailed off a check or you called an 800 number and they sent you this book. And it was like $80, this book with all these resources. And it was all about how to make money editing other people's manuscripts. And I was so excited because I was like, I love to read. This is a perfect job for me. I'm going to get rich. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to have some get rich business. And I bought the book and I never did anything with it. In fact, I decluttered my home uh, a couple years ago with the whole Marie Kondo and I still had the book. And I had never done one thing in that book. So I think one of the biggest fears people have when buying programs to better their life is, will I 
finish it? And the answer to that is you will if you do. I mean, nobody can make you do anything. I can't make you become a wealthy real estate investor. I can certainly try. But if people don't take action, it won't happen. But um, towards the end of the show, I'm going to talk about my system that helps us get the right mindset so that we do actually do what we say we're going to do. Some of these other notes that I have here about women's limiting beliefs and reasons why they don't think they can be a real estate investor have to do with what I call money mindset. Um, I'm always going to be talking about money mindset. It's one of the most important things to me. I talked in the last episode about why that is. I just know from personal practice and personal experience that having the right mindset around money is crucial. If you do not work on your money mindset, then even when you make money, you will lose it. You will spend it. You will get taken advantage of. Something bad will happen if you don't kind of tackle some of the limiting beliefs that you might have about money. So some of these are, I don't want to take advantage of people. It's definitely, and again, a product of media and movies that rich people are seen as greedy and evil. And there's a quote that's popping in my head right now from an old Chris Rock special, one of the better ones. And he said, only the white man is allowed to profit from pain. And I remember what he was talking about was that, you know, white people got rich through tobacco, alcohol, you know, firearms, things that a person of color was not allowed to be a, a mogul in those industries. Only the white man can profit from pain. So I am talking about profit in general and the idea that we have this kind of underlying belief that in order to become wealthy, we have to take advantage of somebody. And um, I, I share a case study of one of my first investment deals in the book, but I was shocked. I, I share it in my, in my course. It's one of the bonuses, the case study. I was shocked to find out that you can create a win-win-win. And a lot of times that's happened to me with real estate clients when I'm working with investors and they want to come in and make a cash offer for our property. And yeah, the cash offer is a little bit below full market value, but a lot of times those people have a reason why they don't want to go on the market. They either don't want to fix their house up, they don't want to clean it up, they've got sick relatives, they need the money fast. There's so many reasons why people need to sell a little bit below market, which creates a profit margin for house flippers. And that's just one type of investment, you know, so there's so many different ways to invest. And we can create a set of values as an investor. I know I have a set of values as a real estate agent that we are not going to harm anyone. Just like a doctor says, do not harm. I have the value not to harm anyone in my business. So if I feel that someone's being taken advantage of, or I feel like a deal wouldn't be best for that person that's selling their home, or if I'm working with a buyer and I feel like, you know, this isn't the right move for them, or they're trying to spend more money than they really should. I say so. And I have walked away from money plenty of times and I've never regretted it. So I do no longer fear taking advantage of people. Another one is I don't want to be seen as greedy. I don't want to be seen as greedy. This is another one where, you know, even right now promoting this course, I am putting it out to the world, my views on money and wealth and luxury and abundance. And there's part of me inside my head. There's still that little niggling subconscious belief that says, hey, Remy, people are going to think, 
All you care about is money. People have said that to me in my life. It was really hurtful at the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'll share something real personal. I had an ex-boyfriend who didn't care about money. He had a low paying job and we were living check to check and we were broke and I was frustrated. And I told him, I don't want to build a family this way. I don't want to start a family like this. And he said, you don't love me unconditionally. He said, I would live with you in a cardboard box. And he meant that. Okay. I know he did. He did love me unconditionally. And I told him I would not live with you <laughs> in a cardboard box. It's not really very funny. Uh, you know, our relationship ended over issues like that. And when I started doing the money mindset work to uncover the deep-seated limiting beliefs that are preventing me from building wealth in my life, that one popped up. All you care about is money. You don't love me unconditionally. That little message was embedded in my subconscious telling me that it's not safe to have a lot of money because I will be seen as greedy or people will think I'm shallow or people will think all I care about is money. When the truth is the more money you have, the more people you can help. And I can't tell you how much good I have been able to do in my family and in my community because of the money that I've made. I've raised tens of thousands of dollars for local charities and I do not regret a single penny of it. So if me putting myself out there and talking about wealth building and money and abundance means that somebody thinks I'm greedy or shallow, I now know that's their money block, not mine. That's their bullshit limiting belief, not mine. And I know the good that I will do in the world when I have more money than I have now. Which leads me into the next one. I don't want to be seen as a rich bitch. Now we have all, I mean, who's old enough to remember like Dynasty I'm trying to think of some of these other movies off the top of my head. I should have written it down. But, you know, DM me, text me, comment, the, all the rich bitch archetypes you've seen in movies that you can think of. I mean, even Cruella DeVille, right? Dead 101 Dalmatians. Like, she was the ultimate uh, rich bitch um, character in 101 Dalmatians. The original is the one I'm thinking of, although the new one is amazing. Uh, but we are surrounded with images of women portrayed as rich, cold bitches. And the truth is not that at all. In fact, as I read in the quote, or actually I read in Rachel Rogers' book, women are like way more likely to give their money away than men. So the truth is that when you give women money, they lift up everyone around them. They build schools, they do charity work, they give away their fortunes, they, you know employ other women, they give scholarships, we fundraise. We're not even comfortable enjoying our money unless we feel like it's doing some good. We spend it in conscious ways. We are greener. You know, we we buy fancier water bottles so we don't use disposable ones. We spend money in beautiful ways. And rich women will change the world because of the way that we spend our money. And that's why we are just ready to take a hammer to the whole image of the rich bitch and tear that bitch down. Sorry, I'm a little passionate about that topic. Another limiting belief that women have about why they can't build wealth through real estate investing is what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? So because of that, one of the bonuses in the program is the story of my biggest failure. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't even lose any money because I never did the deal. What I lost was the opportunity to make money. 
and we're not talking about a little bit of money. I had the opportunity to make close to $90,000 and I let my money mindset and limiting beliefs cause me to just kind of drop the ball. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't take action. And this is one of this one lesson, this one case study that I share about in the Investy Bestie course is the reason Investy Besties exists. Okay? Because that moment, that failure is what led me to start money mindset work, which led me to discover that I am meant to be a coach. And I am meant to help other women prevent this problem from ever happening to them. So it's my mission to take you under my wing in this course, in all my programs, all my content, and this podcast, and help you get the mindset straight to get rid of these beliefs so that we will not let ourselves down. We will not turn away from opportunities. We will be open to receiving abundance, wealth, luxury, ease, happiness, and joy in our lives. Now, none of that comes without work. There's a lot of work to doing this work. And I don't want anyone to think that it's easy. It's not easy. It is simple. We are going to make things very, very simple in this program that we're working on. And in this podcast, it's my intention to continuously share stories of women who have done it, who have paved that path, whether they bought rental property, whether they managed an Airbnb, whether they flipped a house, whether they wholesaled a deal, whether they own hundreds of apartment buildings. No matter if it's a small investment or a big investment, we're going to be talking to a lot of women about what they did and how they did it so that we can normalize women building wealth. We're going to blast through our limiting beliefs and we're going to do it together as a group. We're not going to leave anybody behind. We're going to build ourselves a community. The answer to doing this work is simple. We have to start by identifying what limiting beliefs are holding us back. I just read a bunch of them. I'm sure as I was reading through those, some of your own probably popped up. I highly, highly encourage you, if you're inspired to do so, to grab a piece of paper or a journal and jot down some of your limiting beliefs. Within our course, we do a lot of in-depth exercises on this, but you can just ask yourself, what beliefs do I have around money that are not serving me? What stories did I learn about money, building wealth as a child growing up? What did I learn from watching my parents? And what stories and limiting beliefs have I learned or taken on from my teen and adult years in the workforce or not in the workforce, stay-at-home moms too, that are making me feel now today like this dream is unattainable? What is out there blocking you from being the capable, confident, wealthy woman that you know you could be? so that we can go and live the life we deserve. You have to identify those. When you identify those beliefs, then go back and question them. Go back over each one and ask yourself, is this true? Is this a fact or is this something I made up? After that, the work is to reprogram, which we will talk about in a future episode. How do I reprogram my beliefs, my habits? How can I really once and for all change that so that I can go forward and take inspired action to build the life I really want. 
I really love talking with all of you today. I'm so excited to be back behind the microphone, and I hope you'll stay tuned and listen to our next episode of the Life We Deserve podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bestie, for listening to the show today. If you like what you heard, I would love it if you could review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, enrollment is open for my course, Investy Besties. Go to investybesties.com for more info. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-Y-B-E-S-T-I-E-S.com for more info. And finally, for more great content and to just stay a part of everything we're doing here, please join our free Facebook group, The Life We Deserve, Inspired and Wildly Successful.